Welcome back to Insight on CAP Radio. I'm Beth Ruyak. We have more new conversations for you. Governor Gavin Newsom juggled a midnight deadline for signing or vetoing legislation with the state of emergency that he had declared on Friday, plus the public outcry over last week's power shutoffs. CAP Radio's Capitol Bureau Chief Ben Adler is joining me in the studio. Hello, Ben. Hey, Beth. Would you say the past four or five, maybe stretch it into seven days, have been the biggest test in the governor's first year? It's a really good question. And and you gave me a sneak peek at it and I started thinking and I still haven't decided what my answer is to it. Hmm. But to your point, it is inescapably true that it was an incredibly busy week. You couple the fires and the blackouts with the fact that it was the final week of the the period, the 30-day period at the end of each legislative session that a governor has to act on what are always hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of bills that are on uh, the desk. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it kept him and his staff working some very long hours, and yet they still managed to get all the work done yesterday afternoon. Um, There are times where it goes all the way up till midnight. Uh, Even, I think, last year, Jerry Brown's folks were working pretty late on that last night to clear the desk. But uh, he he did get it done. And, uh, you know, if I had to compare other tests, I mean, for natural natural slash, I don't know if you call blackouts a natural disaster Mm -hmm. or a or Governor Newsom would say a PG&E created disaster, but definitely uh, in the realm of public safety. Yes. That plus governing, you know, it, it's it's certainly presented him with a full plate. One thousand forty two bills to be specific. Yes. And when it came down to it, there was a almost to the point five percent comparison rate, comparable rate of um, vetoing between Governor Newsom and Governor Brown. Governor Brown's last year uh, in 2018, which was also his would, highest veto ex- ex- exactly, rate. Exactly. Yes, correct. and and you can make jokes about coincidence and whether there is ever such a thing as a coincidence or or, or not. Uh, but yes, 172 vetoes cumulatively this year of 1,042 bills that the legislature cumulatively sent down to Governor Newsom. And uh, a lot of the bills that uh, Newsom vetoed were over the weekend. Nearly all of them, I think, were or the, the vetoes came over the weekend. And many, most of those vetoes, uh, the rationale that Newsom gave for them was cost. And this is that is similar to what Jerry Brown would do. And, and to some extent, it's similar to what a lot of governors do. They'll say, look, we have a budget and we have a process for selecting priorities that the state believes it's important to spend money on and invest in. And when bills have big price tags that come along outside of the budget process, well, that kind of upends the whole situation here. And that can you know, run afoul of, of the state's finances and create some problems, which we still kind of remember the, the, the dark days of deficits. Um, certainly, the governor's Department of Finance will have provided the governor with cost estimates on many, if not most, of those measures. And uh, the governor cited a lot of them, a lot of those cost estimates in, in vetoing. I don't want to spend the time comparing what Governor Newsom did to what would Governor Brown have done. But just looking at Governor Newsom's decisions on his own, some were surprising, some were predictable. He probably signed bills that people didn't expect him to, and he vetoed others that came as a surprise as well. So I I hand it to you to give me (laughs) the highs and lows, the Monday morning recap. Well, let me frame it this way, and, and I will, 
not necessarily to compare to Jerry Brown, but just to point out there are three bills that I came across and probably more, but three just in the last 24 to 36 hours or so that Newsom signed that Brown had vetoed in, in, in previous years. Mm. One is going to affect everyone with a school age kid. All right. It's going to require middle schools to start no earlier than 8 a.m. and high schools no earlier than 8.30 once it takes effect. It won't take effect for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it failed in the legislature two years ago and it was vetoed last year by Brown. It had opposition from some groups, including, I think, uh, some teachers unions. uh, But the science, uh, the bill supporters said the science is all on the side of letting older, you know, teenagers sleep in a little bit more and and get their rest and be more prepared to learn. And that's something that certainly could have been accumulating in the two years. More studies, more science. It can be a huge issue for parents who are trying to coordinate their own work schedules with school schedules in the morning. Yeah. But I did find it interesting, Ben, in how they're going to regulate this just by saying you can't start earlier than 8 a.m., then the schools have the whole horizon for where to plot their start time. An earlier version of the bill, I want to say, set 8.30 for middle and high. Mm. So I think there are maybe some middle schools that currently start at 7.45, and that's what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also point out that anytime a bill goes through the legislature multiple times, it's going to evolve. It's going to shift mm. over the years. And uh, I, I think that happened here. But then, of course, there is the bill that, I mean, had gone through the legislature probably a half dozen times, was vetoed once by former Governor Schwarzenegger and vetoed multiple times by Governor Brown. And this is a ban on smoking at state parks and beaches. Newsom signed it finally. And you can't just say you can't just compare that to Jerry Brown, because, of course, it's a bill that had gotten through the legislature all those times to get vetoed. But uh, Brown had a very Jerry Brown veto message last year, basically saying, if you can't smoke, you know, there, where 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 can you uh, if, if people can't smoke even on a deserted beach, where can they? Then he went on to say there must be some limit to the coercive power of government, a very Jerry Brown veto message. Hmm. So it does raise the question of enforcement. And now, in addition to park patrolling, um, all the other activities at a park, there's a new layer to what the responsibilities will be. Yeah. Yeah. And and usually a cost associated with that, too. Uh, But there will be, I think, fines for noncompliance. Okay, I'm resisting the urge to jump ahead to a law that involves the word roadkill. So we'll (laughs) save that for a few minutes. That's what we call a forward promote. (laughs) It is. Stay with us, folks. (laughs) In the meantime, uh, let's talk about some others. A couple of vetoes? Yes, a couple of vetoes. Okay, so in the you know, just a really good example of vetoes for cost. Uh, was a a measure that sought to expand full-day kindergarten. It's something that Gavin Newsom has said that he truly values. Uh, But he vetoed this measure, um, again, saying you have to do it through the budget, and you have to be smart and holistic about it because it would have set, I believe, required each school to have at least one full-day kindergarten class. And, And I think Newsom wants to go about it a different way. He also, though, and this is worth noting, this is a governor who has repeatedly said, look, we need every tool in our toolkit to build more housing and more affordable housing. Um, Once upon a long time ago, in the depths of the budget crisis, the year was 2011, Jerry Brown had just taken over, and these things called redevelopment agencies uh, were coming under a lot of fire for misusing money. And it was a, a tool in the toolkit that 
local governments had to uh, basically borrow against future tax money that's going to come in uh, from building new projects to then subsidize and help build the projects to begin with. So basically, it, it, you're saying, look, this money wouldn't exist if not for, you know, this new shopping mall and, and you know, home development getting built. So we're going to take that money and we're going to borrow against it and we're going to use it to help build and subsidize the developer mm-hmm. and require some affordable housing called redevelopment agencies. Just about every city and county had one, came under a lot of fire for um, waste, fraud, abuse, et cetera, but also did build some, some projects. And you can look at the the. 700 block of K Street right now that's opening up and having all of those different restaurants uh, and, and nightlife. And that was redevelopment money that helped make mm-hmm. it so. Uh, so it did have some tangible deliverables. It also sucked a lot of money away from schools, property tax money that would have otherwise gone to schools. And so Jerry Brown sought to eliminate them to save money in the budget. And uh, after a court fight, uh, the agencies lost, the cities, counties lost, went away. Fast forward to this year, and there was a bill that would have not recreated redevelopment agencies, but would have set up a similar mechanism that you could take, you know, redirect some property tax revenue going to that would have gone to schools into affordable housing projects. But it would have carried a $2 billion cost to the state each year. And Brown vetoed it. I'm talking with... Cap Radio's Capitol Bureau Chief Ben Adler, we're talking about the deadline that happened last night at midnight for Governor Newsom to sign or veto 1,042 pieces of legislation that had landed on his desk. In the summary of what he signed this year, and and we were sort of front-loaded, we got a lot of the yeses, yeah. the signings early on in this process. Is there a summary statement about what he tended to sign he tended, I think, to tack further left than Jerry Brown did, but it is not fair to – I mean, it, that is somewhat oversimplified because there were some bills that he vetoed that uh, I think progressives really would have wanted him to sign. Um, a big environmental bill, SB1, uh, which would have codified Obama-era environmental regulations into right. state law. We've talked about mm-hmm, that on previous did. Cap Chats. And, uh, you know, that was one that, that – um, you know, if 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 you were going to oversimplify and say Newsom is much further left than Brown, he would have signed that one too. He didn't. So I think generally, I would say a few notches to the left compared to Jerry Brown, and I don't think that's a particular surprise, to be honest with you. Well, over our future conversations on Capital Chat and more of your reporting, we'll hear more about the the bills that he did sign. Um, I don't want to miss the opportunity to yep yep <laughs> to uh, deal with everybody's curiosity now that I use the word roadkill. So, what is the bill that he signed involving roadkill? It's just taking baby steps toward the possibility that if you do happen to come across or yourself um, hit an animal, a certain kind of animal, like a deer or an elk, a couple like that, that you could, if you have the right permit from the State Department of Fish and Wildlife, uh, salvage the animal and uh, eat it. Was there a law against that? Well, I think you need a permit if you're going to, you know, just like you need a hunting permit. Uh, I can't say I was particularly familiar with this bill, uh, but, you know, there there are rules that govern how you can go after wildlife in California. I think there's generally rules about that everywhere. And I think it sounds like an insight segment, don't you? 
I, I think uh, bring your bring your fork and knife. <laughs> oh, jeez, your bib. <laughs> Thank you after you a can, long weekend for joining you us. You can really cut into that one. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're leaving you with uh, a bad image and bad jokes. <laughs> it's uh, you know, bill season is over. It's a punchy Monday morning. Thanks yes. so much, Ben. You're welcome. Glad to have you here. That is Cap Radio's Capitol Bureau Chief Ben Adler. There's much more action about and news about the governor's bill signing and vetoing at capradio.org. This is Insight on Cap Radio. Mm-hmm.